This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Hello, everybody. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of February 18th, 2018. This is the road to 2020. And this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. Joining me this week is Jake. And this week it's episode three, The Face That Runs the Place. You could follow us at XFL Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome to the program. We've had a fun week of interaction on the social media stuff this week, Jake. And really, a lot of people contributing to this week's episode because this week's episode is all about the face of the XFL. Who should it be? Should it be one particular person? A group of players? Not even players? The cheerleaders? We will discuss all that. You guys have been interacting with us, so thanks for that. And thanks, of course, for following on all the social media stuff, but as well as subscribing on all your podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google. We're tr- going to be on Spotify pretty soon, Jake. We're everywhere! We are everywhere, uh, as you said, Al. People are, you know, are tweeting at us at, uh, at XFL Show. I believe that's, that's correct. It's, it's still new to me. Oh, yeah, that's the handle, brother. Learn to love it. XFL show, you know, who's going to be the face of the league? Um, We are not joined by Vince this week. Um, I I have heard that he is down in Birmingham, uh, papering towns, (laughs) passing out leaflets, trying to get the bolts back. I I cannot confirm or deny that. That's just what I heard. I I, I don't believe that rumor at all. If he was in any town, it'd be in Vegas trying to get the outlaws back there. That's where. Or or Memphis. Don't don't rule that out either. Well, we're going to be talking XFL like a bunch of maniacs today. Uh, the, the question of who should the league highlight and promote as its stars is what we're focused on this week. It came up last week during our discussion about the certain uh, well-known quarterbacks who were tweeting uh, at the XFL and being asked about the XFL. And after a week letting that simmer, Jake, you've been thinking about it. I have. Uh, Vince, he texted us at least his his opinion, so we'll bring those up as well. But we also got some of the listeners' tweets, emails, Facebook messages, and we'll uh, bring all of it up today. They all poured in, and today we will debate, and hopefully we'll have an idea of who should be the face that runs the place in the XFL, or, or if anybody should be spotlighted, because really players weren't the focus leading into the league. They became stars and well-known, and speaking of that... We have a new feature to, to debut today, Jake. I know you're excited for that. Yes, we are going to uh, be debuting a feature later on. It's going to be uh, recurring, maybe not every single week, but you know, it's not going to be a one-off. Uh, I, I believe we're calling it "This Is an NFL Legend," and uh, we, we have some. Hey, there. whoa, whoa! First faux pas. We're not. We're, we don't throw the flag a lot in the XFL, but you said NFL there, so watch your mouth. No, oh, I, Jake. It, it, I, I'm sorry. This is an X. FL legend. No, yes. we're going to get to that later. We're just going to tease that right now. I'm not going to tell you uh, who we're talking about. You're just going to have to stay tuned. Yes, we'll have a spotlight this week. It's our first of our, our series 
featuring XFL legends. It's called This Is an XFL Legend, where we will take a closer look at the individuals who helped construct the foundation of the XFL, and we will feature those who are forever intertwined with the mythology of the XFL, because really, that is the big thing about this league. It was only around a year, but it is so implanted in our brains and we're so excited for the future the prospect of it returning and there are definitely people we need to recognize as we go into the future uh so that'll be coming up later on this episode but before we get to that before we get to our debate about the face of the xfl jake let's go over what happened this week in the xfl after interviewing with good morning america this week a guy we were talking about last week on episode two uh, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, was on Good Morning America discussing his battle with bipolar disorder and alcoholism. And then shortly, a couple days after that, it was announced that Johnny Football will be competing in the Spring League. Have you ever heard of the Spring League, Jake? Well, I didn't know if it's similar to like the NBA D League or something like that. It's not even that prestigious, no. it's uh, <laughs> The Spring League is, in a, a quote this is from their website, an elite developmental and scouting event it's not even really a league it's an event for pro football talent because it does only run a couple weeks from march 28th to april 15th so coming up here pretty soon in just over a month johnny manzo will be making a return to football this takes place in austin texas and last year and it was the league the spring league's inaugural season it featured the likes of fred jackson formerly of the buffalo bills uh, ahmad bradshaw super bowl hero uh, Wesley Saunders, former Pittsburgh Steeler tight end, Griff Whalen of the Colts, and Greg Hardy was involved last year. So this is kind of a, an event for the, the misfits, the outcasts, or the washed-up NFL players or guys looking to try to rectify their careers. Sounds perfect for Johnny Football, although they haven't really had a success story that I know of yet in the spring league. Yeah, I mean, this John Manziel, uh, you know, I, I'm sure he's a legend and a god still at A&M. But, uh, you know, in the NFL, he just didn't do anything, you know, uh, whether it was behavior, you know, off-field activities, uh, you know, or have you. I will say that America does love a comeback story. They do, they do love a feel-good story, uh, you know, whether he's trying to get back in the NFL or start in the CFL or make it to the XFL. I don't know what, but, uh, you know, I think he is, there, there's a lot of people out there that don't like him, but you know, even if you're the face of a league, it's better to be hated than to have no emotion towards you at all. And that's something we'll definitely discuss is if they want to use the, the, when they have a face of the league, if they have someone, a superstar, they spotlight in the new XFL, would it be a bad guy, a bad boy maybe, like Johnny Manziel? I know America's rooting for him. We'll come back to him in a little bit. Let's get back to what happened in the league this week. Uh, the latest news on XFL.com, Jake. Uh, can you guess what date the last thing that was posted on that website comes from? Um, it was probably Super Bowl Sunday. Is, Not is even. Right? January, even January 25th. Yes, the day the league was announced, January uh, 25th. And the last tweets from at XFL2020, the league's official account, were on Super Bowl Sunday. So really, no news officially from the league itself this week, yeah, which I, I, I think we all better expect for uh, many weeks to come. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we can expect uh, something like those tweets every single week or uh, you know something 
big from the league. You know, they're holding their cards right now, and uh, you know they're going to show them whenever it's the right time. But it is 2018, 2020. You know, it seems like a long way away, but it's going to creep up. You know, by the time teams get named, uh, merchandising. Uh, TV rights, stadium rights, roster selection, that stuff is going to be coming quicker than we all think. Yeah, before you know it, it's going to hit us all like a ton of bricks, so we need to be prepared. That's why we're on our toes every week. So no news, but uh, we're not we're not standing pat. We're ready, and we'll relay all information to you guys, including this. While the XFL as a league isn't really saying much, uh, the people are, everybody on social media, there's all, I mean, there are, I mean, countless accounts XFL for Columbus, XFL for Omaha, XFL for Vegas, XFL for San Jose. There's Twitter accounts to get the XFL to every single city virtually in America. But now there are some hype videos on YouTube, uh, and this is a really good one. This one comes from Syracuse, New York, Jake. A freshman at Syracuse University, uh, Will Scott, made a hype video pleading with Vince McMahon to bring the league to Syracuse. Uh, the young man said, why not Syracuse? Quote, we've got 660,000 people in the greater metro area. We've proven to be one of the greatest sports cities in the country. Uh, that's debatable. With SU Athletics, we have minor league hockey. We have minor league baseball. We do not have anything else professionally. I think the XFL would do really well here. I think the city would crave XFL football, and I think it makes sense. So says the freshman at the university. He started a campaign, and he had a video. I have a clip of the video here, Jake, if you want to hear a piece. Yeah, let's hear it. So Vince McMahon, this is a shout-out to you. I'm looking for you, baby. Come now. We need you here in Syracuse. What would you do if the XFL came to Syracuse? I would freak out. That would be awesome. I would be an instant fan. I would go wild. I would go to every game possible, humanly possible, attend them all. I would 100% buy season tickets. I would live my life in the most extreme way I could. Vince McMahon, it's an easy decision. You should come to Syracuse. The fans are here. Feed the beast. Bring the XFL to Syracuse. Give this and the rest goes on. It's about two minutes and 47 seconds, Jake. Uh, this video, it's got on YouTube right now, it only has 722 views. But I think uh, that's not a totally accurate count. I've seen over thousands of views uh, on other avenues. But this hype video, I think, is just one of many that are going to be coming for people pleading for the XFL to come to their city. Especially this uh, town where, as he made this video, the whole place is covered in snow. They're desperate for football right now, or anything to keep them entertained in February. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the the video. This is the first time I heard it. Uh, it sounds very produced. You know, getting that sound was well done. Well, and, and, well and done music by the in the background. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that's, that, that's fine. You know, whatever it's going to take. Now, what I'm thinking... Uh, one thing, targeting college towns would be smart, I think. Uh, but, you know, you also got to remember that you're going to be competing with the collegiate uh, sports and probably basketball, you know, assuming the the season's going to be somewhere between February and April, like it was in the past. So uh, Syracuse basketball versus a Syracuse XFL team, I, I don't know about that. And yeah, schedule, I mean, they don't, ske- scheduling wise too. You'd only have you, well, you'd only have about a few. You'd have a few. You don't have what really four, maybe four that. or five home games, I guess. You'd have a few, yeah, a few weeks to really worry about that before March comes along for Syracuse hoops. But I, I don't know about that town for the an XFL city. Uh, I think the XFL c- could be in 
and bigger cities, even bigger college towns than Syracuse. Uh, although I, I think the uh, fan base would be pretty rabid there. I think they'd really enjoy it. But uh, that's something to discuss further down the road when we have more focus on uh, cities and the XFL's uh, prospects of where they can go. But we'll keep you guys up to date, of course, on on the cities that are reaching out. We Last week we talked about actual governments that are kind of posturing right now. This is just a college kid who's kind of setting up a petition. But this is happening all over the country right now as people get excited about the XFL and try to get it to come to their town. Uh, we'll maybe come up with a top list of cities pretty soon, Jake. I think that's what we're going to have yeah, to I, do. I think soon. that's that's coming down the pike. Yes, absolutely. At XFL Show, remember, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can follow us there, and we can talk all week long. We'll interact with you, give us ideas for future uh, topics you want on these shows and any news maybe that you've heard or rumor and innuendo. Relay it to us at XFL Show, and we'll be sure to mention it here on the program. Jake, it is now time, though, to get to what we are here for this week, and that is our main discussion. Who should be the face of XFL 2.0 come 2020. And when we say face, we mean the superstar of the league, the guy that the league is built around, the guy that the league puts on all the posters, puts on the promotional material, and really features and sells to the public is come see this guy play football or these guys play football. The NFL, they have Tom Brady. The NFL has guys like Odell Beckham Jr., who will the XFL use? Who will they go after? Who will they spotlight? Who should they spotlight? Should it be one person? Multiple people? Nobody. That's what we're going to discuss right now. And the top names being talked about, we'll start right off at the top, uh, Jake. The guys that are mentioned the most uh, that I see on social media and in the media on television and on your radio, Tim Tebow, Johnny Manziel. Yeah, and I mean, the NFL is a passing league right now. I, I don't think the XFL will be any different, and that's why you're going to have to think, you know, quarterbacks are going to be the focus of this. Uh, probably as they should be, honestly. Um, I, I'm just wondering, you know, Tebow, he got lucky one playoff game. As I said, Manziel didn't do much. Is it going to be somebody like that, or is it going to be... You know, somebody straight out of college, possibly, if they offer the big bucks. Or is it going to be somebody, you know, that had success in the National Football League and, you know, they just don't have it anymore, but they're, you know, they're going to make the jump. Uh, they're going to change the channel. I, I don't know, but I mean, you know, Tebow and Manziel, they're both young right now, two years. Uh, they're still going to be young, but, uh, you know, they have to keep the interest. For the next two years they have to prove that they're still worth something i don't think that'll be hard for either guy tim tebow's all over the television on I, I think football. it's easy to stay in the spotlight yeah uh media wise but uh, football playing wise i'm not sure i have no doubt tim tebow is still in shape uh johnny manziel's the bigger question mark there but if you're talking about if you want either guy uh, you know tim tebow's all in on baseball right now and everybody's bugging him about the xfl and he's he, he, he was on that Sports Illustrated podcast we talked about last week. This week he saw a video. I don't know if you saw this, Jake. TMZ bombarded him at an airport. Uh, they were asking him dumb questions, and then they asked him about the XFL, and he's Tim Tebow, man. He is just probably the smoothest cat out there. And you know Tim Tebow's never going to rule out any kind of opportunity, especially at least not until he checks in with the Lord. And I don't think Tim Tebow sat down at the edge of a bed right now, looked up to the sky, and asked 
anybody about the XFL just yet. He's focused on baseball. But Tim Tebow, I think, would be the perfect kind of face, perfect guy to spotlight. Heisman winner, clean cut. He's like an America's sweetheart type of guy. He is everything that you hope Johnny Football would have been. Johnny Football is kind of the yin to his yang. Yeah, and and being such a uh, you know such a perceived nice guy, a lot of people are going to like that. A lot of people are not going to like that. You're just going to wonder, you know, is he going to be given a sign uh, sometime between now <laughs> yeah. and then? Because that's what it yeah, comes down to. A sign from above from Tim Tebow is what it's all about. But it's also all about getting guys you could realistically lure into the league. Now, you said guys coming out of college. That that'd be only if the XFL is going to dish out all sorts of money to its players yeah, just by they, going by just going by what the an real first incarnation of the league was and also by how much money is being invested to start the league i don't foresee the xfl going usfl and throwing all the money at a college superstar because there aren't owners there aren't big money people really involved right now so at this juncture if we're speculating i think guys like tim tebow guys like johnny manziel who couldn't cut it in the nfl but still have name value are the guys you target to put on your marquee yeah i I don't think they're going to get anybody right out of college or you know they're not going to get big name college names uh right away either maybe a couple seasons down the road you know if we get to that point but uh yeah first round draft picks are definitely going to take nfl money yeah and then if you got both of these guys, that would be absurd for the exit. Like, that would be instant success. Everybody is going to watch Johnny Manziel and Tim Tebow, even two years from now. People are going to want to watch them play. They are polar opposites. They, You would try to build them up as great rivals. I think that would be brilliant. Uh, Johnny Football, though, he's all in on the NFL, while Tim Tebow's going after an MLB dream. Johnny Football just turned down the, the CFL, and Manziel wants to make an NFL roster. He's doing this spring league gimmick. 90-man NFL rosters in the offseason now, so he has a better shot. I think him not going anywhere but the NFL would be admitting defeat to himself. Johnny Manziel seems dead set on the NFL to me, and I don't know if he could handle uh, the XFL, the, the, the attention and the spotlight that they would be giving him. Uh, if he goes, if he makes it on an NFL roster, I don't know if he'll make it, but maybe he could lay low as a backup at least. The CFL would have been perfect for him, if you ask me, because of just all the issues he's dealing with. I don't know if you want to be thrust into this starring role a couple of years from now. Maybe he's of a better mindset, but right now, even going after the NFL, I don't think that's too wise for Johnny Manziel. I think he should have gone to the CFL. Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, even if you're – not making starting quarterback money. I don't know how he can lay low uh, in the NFL. And you're right, maybe the XFL would be second place for him. Maybe it would be third place for him. But uh, it's better than bagging groceries or digging ditches. It's true. A great XFL quarterback once said they call it playing, not working. Uh, The other names that I saw people suggest on social media to us, uh, just talking to friends, Jake, you could bring other names up that you've heard, but one I saw was Marshawn Lynch. Now, I, I don't think he should be the face of every anything. That is what an, what an ugly, ugly <laughs> bastard. But he's a great player, and he's a kindred spirit with the XFL. I think he'd be perfect for the league. You'd definitely market him, but he'd be 33 years old by then as a running back. Who knows how much he has left. But Marshawn Lynch is like a wild card in, in professional sports. I would not be surprised to see him ditch the NFL to go be the man in the XFL. Yeah, I, I think you're definitely going to see uh, 
personalities, if you will, or you know, players well past their prime. Uh, you know, but but they're there for a little bit. Uh, you know, they're there for a couple plays a game. Uh, they're there to put more butts in seats at the stadiums, more eyes on the screens. Uh, you know, older guys, just you know, let's just say, you know, Chad Johnson for one. Uh, <laughs> T.O. You know, you know, I, I bet T.O. can still you know go out hey. there and on a on hey. a limited basis, you know, hey. do some watch work. Watch your watch your once again, Jake. I got to throw the flag on you. I hate to be like an NFL ref, but that is Hall. That is Hall of Famer Terrell Owens. You you but you put respect on his name. He's a Hall of Famer now, baby. He's an NFL Hall of Famer right oh, now. Professional football, professional, professional football, football. Hall of, which yeah. would be, I mean, imagine if the XFL could, though. Just even though T.O. would be 46 by then, you get Tim Tebow. You get Johnny Manziel, two Heismans. Then you go and you get Terrell Owens, an actual current Hall of Famer. I mean, this seems like WWE booking, right? You're, you're getting guys with tons of credentials. Yeah, it, but it it's does. great. I think that's great, and that's something people are going to tune into. T.O. would be 46. Have him play for one year, go out there for a couple of snaps, you know, every game. He could be the mouthpiece if needed, something like that. If anything, get T.O. as a, a commentator, you know, as, a, as one of your, your faces of the uh, broadcast side of the XFL. Chad Ochocinco, he's 40 right now. He'd be 42 by then. He was playing football this season. Did you know that? He was playing football? Yes. Can you guess where? Uh, somewhere up north, I'm going to guess. No. Try again. Uh, somewhere down south. Yes, you got it, Jake. Chad Johnson, formerly known as Chad Ochocinco, did play up north in the CFL in 2014-2015 for the Montreal Alouettes. But last year, he caught one pass in Liga de Futbol Americano Profesional de Mexico for the Monterey Fundadores. One pass? I hope it was a touchdown. I don't know if it was a touchdown. I didn't look too deep into my analytics in the the, uh, Football Americana Professional de Mexico League. But he played for the Fundadores, which translates to uh, smelters. So I guess it's kind of almost like a Steelers-type version of the Mexican The smelters? Yes. They're just like melting iron and... There was smelt ingots that or or that or schmelts. I don't know if it was a fish or if it was an iron type of deal. But yeah, Chad Ochocinco played football last year. Uh, You're talking about two of the biggest divas in NFL history. Uh, They're going to definitely garner attention if that's what you're craving with the XFL. But is that even what the XFL wants? Do they just want the attention or is it all about just fundamental good football players who are going to shut their mouths and go play football and really, they're not going to spotlight any players. They're just going to spotlight a different league that isn't going to piss you off like the NFL has been lately. Do you I think mean, that? Do you think they're going to avoid any kind of individuality? Because that's what a lot of people are trying to say right now in the media from the initial press conference. Oh, it's the league where they're not allowing free speech and they don't want to have superstars. I highly doubt that when we're talking about Vince McMahon. I mean, it sounds good on paper, press conference. press conferences to say, oh, you know, everybody's going to equal, you know, we're we're taking the high road, you know, it's going to be completely moral, we're not going to spotlight anybody, T-E-A-M, team. Uh, But when you get down to it, you need individuals, individuals that are going to, you know, ruffle feathers, make the Monday morning paper, 
you know, maybe even get some time on on sports center. You're going to need individuals. It, it's a team sport, but individuals make up that team. Together, everyone achieves more, but you also achieve more uh, financially if you have people who are outspoken and fun to watch and interest people. So that brings us to the next name on the list, and that's definitely the most polarizing of them all, Jake. Colin Kaepernick. He would be 32 years old by then. I think he'd be easily the most visible, the most polarizing, the most the most watched player if he was in the XFL. Yeah, um, this isn't a political show or anything, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to bring this up uh, You know, for many episodes. I do think a lot of people would watch if he was playing – I don't know if they would watch him the entire season or just the first game or the first two game of the seasons. But, uh, I mean, you look at the NFL, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL. And he was a bad quarterback the last time he was in the NFL. You know, he probably could be in, in the NFL backing somebody up. But, you know, clearly I think he has a legitimate shot of making uh, an XFL team if that's something that he wants to do. Yeah, and, I, you know, people are going to watch Colin Kaepernick uh, either, A, because they're on his side when it comes to the political issues, or, B, because they want to see how the league handles, you know, his, his outspoken uh, political speech. Now, if he signs on to the XFL, we assume that he's signing an agreement where he knows he can't do what he was doing in the NFL because that's a league rule. Would Colin Kaepernick even sign up for something like that? That's another question. But I think Colin Kaepernick, if you want to be the the alternative league to the NFL, you have to get the guy that everyone is talking about uh, being blackballed from the league. He, he was a guy who was allegedly conspired against by the league. Why would the XFL not want to get a guy like that who's so publicly visible, who still has a lot of gas left in the tank, even though he was kind of dog shit his last run in the NFL. He did make it to a Super Bowl, which gives Almost you another credentialed player. Almost won the damn thing, and it gives you another credentialed player in the XFL. Something they did not have much of last time, and that's really what I'm focusing on. I think they need to go after players who have resumes that are impressive, that catch people's eyes. Unlike the initial XFL, which bred all sorts of great players, bred all sorts of guys we can still talk about to this day, Nobody really went into the, that XFL with a background of, oh, I remember that guy from a Super Bowl. Oh, that guy won major college awards. There were some highly touted guys who went to the NFL and failed, but nobody of like a Colin Kaepernick, a Johnny Manziel, a Terrell Owens type of name. Yeah, and you also got to remember something about Colin Kaepernick. Whether it's right or whether it's wrong, you know, people love watching and rooting for someone to fail that they don't like. So, again, you know, people may watch just for that reason. Hey, baby faces and heels, baby. Nobody knows that better than Vincent Kennedy McMahon. What about the, this other name that Vince texted me? He said, make sure you guys get, in, get to this name on the show. I won't be able to be there. But talk about Brett Favre. Uh, I have a pair of his jeans. Uh, you know, he endorses <laughs> good products. What else do we need to say? I mean, clearly he's not suggesting that he's going to be playing. He'd be 50 years old by then. Do you want a 50-year-old quarterback in the XFL? <laughs> He'd break a hip just taking a snap. I don't want to see that. That's bad for the league. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vince. If he was here, he'd be all up in arms. But 
50 years old. We all love Brett Favre, the gunslinger, but a Hall of Famer. But no, no, we need actually active, uh, still in shape guys. Uh, not to, you know, I guess that's a, a little a bit of ageism right there. So sue me. I want to I, I don't know. That. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you put on some of those copper armbands and, you know, well, he's back he's, in his prime. He's playing quarterback, though. I don't want to see a 50-year-old man get destroyed. While Terrell Owens would be 46, but he's running routes. Just stay away from the middle, T.O., and you'll be fine at 46. Uh, what about Jason Kelsey? Did you see his Super Bowl parade speech? I, I did not. I tried to refrain from everything coming out of that city lately. <laughs> well, yeah, the Philadelphia parade was something to behold. Jason Kelsey. Fourth down! Yes, he cut up like a Braun Strowman pro wrestling uh, promo at the parade, and he... he cursed he screamed fourth and down and, yeah and he he went berserk and he was dressed like aladdin the whole time uh he's an entertaining cat at least well i judging from that i would say the xfl is probably not going to get him but there there are a lot of other characters out there even some that we don't even know about right now you're right uh, college guys guys who are going into the league maybe this season that flame out in a couple years there are all sorts of names people bringing up the name baker mayfield Oh, he has personal issues. Maybe he'll be out of the NFL in a couple of years. I highly doubt that. I think Baker Mayfield's I, yeah, I a, ba- a badass. He'll be staying in the NFL. But there are players, really, you could look all up and down in the NFL right now. Who knows? It's a huge question mark, especially considering we don't know what the league's going to be paying, really who the league will target, who should be the face of this league. I think my criteria personally would be guys with a track record, guys the public knows. And the public, the good thing about now, about today, Jake, we know a lot more about a lot more players. We know a lot about a lot of players these days as opposed to 2001 where we didn't have social media. We didn't have just constant coverage of their everyday lives from high school all the way to the pros. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You can find out so much more right now scouting should be easy but i think it really comes down to again what's the budget going to be is there going to be a you know could there possibly be a salary cap how much money are they going to be able to throw at these people and potentially uh lure them away from a rival league all right and we we did get one tweet in this week that i had to bring up jake uh donnie on twitter said what about a current wwe superstar like brock lesnar or roman reigns they both Played, played defensive line. Uh, Brock, just briefly in the pros, the big dog, Roman Reigns, played at Georgia Tech. Do you think a current WWE superstar would maybe play in the XFL? Uh, no way. Definitely not. Uh, not a chance in hell, Donnie. <laughs> not a chance, especially those, you know, those enormous names that he mentioned. You know, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I highly, especially Brock Lesnar, a little bit. He's he's gone oh. for UFC gold. What would um, he play? Roman, one, what would he play? One game a year, <laughs> yeah, and then just show up for the championship game. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Brock Lesnar is on the LA Extreme, but only for the million dollar game. I would love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, let us know that this is a debate that's not ending today. Obviously, the face of the XFL. Who should it be? What type of players should it be? Should it be clean-cut guys with really nice hair? Should there be bad guys and good guys? Should it be nobody, and should it just be about the differences of the, uh, the XFL compared to the NFL? Let us know what should be on that marquee, what you think should be on the marquee as the XFL promotes itself for the next couple of years. 
this is a, a good debate and it will continue, Jake. But we need to move on to our brand new feature. Are you ready? Yes, we are. I, I believe I'm first up on this as well. Yes, yes. You did all the research for our very first. Here we go. We are featuring a, a very, very important figure in the history of the XFL. Is this or is this not the XFL? Do I or do I not have a pulse? Yes, I do, so let's go play football. Jeff Brom has proven his toughness, but sometimes toughness is just not enough. Last week he suffered a separated shoulder, and now the rage quarterback will miss the rest of the season. This is an XFL legend. All right, we are kicking off our very first XFL legend segment with Jeff Braum of the Orlando Rage. Uh, a little background into this individual. Seven years playing experience in the NFL prior to the XFL season. Played for six different NFL teams. Uh, only played in a total of eight games. Did not start any. Ended up with one touchdown and one pick. Uh, he was drafted fourth overall by the Orlando Rage, as I said, and the draft happened in October, but then I also found out uh, that he was signed by Cleveland in the very last week of the season, so that would have been December uh, or January of that year, so I believe he was, you know, still on the roster for both teams at that point. So, so his XFL tenure uh, really made Jeff Brom uh, relevant again More, in the NFL, that he got I, another look. I, I, and, I guess, you know. And built one of the most impressive resumes in all of football that I'm sure you're going to keep going further down because when you look at what he's done throughout his career, this is a football guy. Yeah, more. Uh, he became more valuable to, uh, to the NFL, I guess you could say. Uh, a little bit before the season started for the XFL, Reportedly, he was going to, you know, not have just Braum on the back of his jersey, but he was going to go with J Bro oh, on there. God. He did, though. Uh, right? I, I remember it, him having well, Braum. He, he he did not because the uh, there was there was a team vote by the Rage where they decided that they were not going to use nicknames. And uh, again, oh, there was I see, two that's in- an inch. There's an interesting fun fact. I never knew that. So the Rage as a team, nobody had like a he hate me on their jersey. No, no, no. They were they were just their last names. Now I saw that there were only two teams, you know, that that did not have any nicknames. I couldn't find out who the other one uh, was whenever I was researching this. So you know, we'll probably find it, or or somebody else knows there. You know, hit the dummy button and, and let us know on uh, you know let us know on Twitter who the other team was out there. Uh, Started the season off going six and zero before a week seven shoulder injury uh, ended the season and also his playing career. Still, even though it didn't finish out the season, had a league high QB rating of ninety nine point nine and made the All XFL team. Played started it in all seven of those games. Ended up with nine touchdowns and three picks. Uh, so now we got to get to week five of the league. And, uh, I mean, this is where it wasn't, it probably wasn't the beginning of the end, but it, you know, it looked like the end at the time. Playing the Memphis Maniacs, Braum got sacked, a, a big hit. Uh, Al, I mean, you, you've seen it, right? You've seen the clip. 
It is one of the most violent hits in XFL in football it's, history I've ever seen. It's violent, but I, in today's NFL, do you think that's a flag? Because I actually oh. don't. Oh, I don't. I don't even think in the NFL they would flag that. It was a pretty clean hit in terms of you know release of the ball. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, he just got the ball out. Uh, you know, depending who the quarterback was, maybe you could either, say that either he drove way, him into the ground. Either way, Jay Bro, Jeff Brom <coughs> wouldn't complain about it either way if it was a dirty hit or not because. This is one of the toughest bastards in football history. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, we need to talk about what happened after the hit. All right, he is laid out on the ground. Uh, you know, interviews from players after that said he was, you know, he was facing, his face was facing up, but the helmet was sideways, and they thought they saw his nose coming out of the ear hole. So, I, I, you know, try to put a picture on that one there. So he was stretchered out of the game, Gnarly. went to the hospital, had x-rays, came back to the game with a neck brace on and remained on the sideline. They didn't put him back in, but left the game on a stretcher, went to the hospital, came back, and was back on the sideline. I mean, that that's one tough SOB right there. Jeez. And then he... And then he and then he came back to start the next back. to start the next game, and I, I believe <laughs> I believe there's a clip out there. Do, do you have that? I've been waiting for you to get to this. Here it is. Oh my goodness, this is talk about legendary. Jeff Brom, how in the world are you starting this game tonight after taking that hit just six days ago? Well, let me answer, let me answer that question by asking you two questions. One, is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two. Do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. <laughs> yeah, let's play football. We're going to get more into that uh, later. I mean, this guy, he answered a question with a question. and Two then answered his, And then answered his own question. <laughs> and uh, he came back after that violent hit. Ca- his came nose back. was... Almost off of his face. He's twitching on the ground. A week later, he's coming out and he's given the greatest ringing endorsement for what the XFL was all about. Yeah. And that is just tough bastards playing football. And you got to remember, you could hear on the clip, this was an on field interview, but it just wasn't to the, you know, it just wasn't for the viewing audience at home. This was going after the PA. So everybody there heard him. I mean, you could, you could hear the pop. Uh, went on to win the game 13 for 20. 235 yards, uh, no touchdowns though, but you, you won the game, so you, you know that is uh, that's really all that counts. And uh, I did see an interview later on when asked about that, uh, you know that that promo, if you will, that he cut. He did say it was a little over the top, and it was a little staged, so to speak. So I, I got to ask you: Do you think Vince McMahon was in his ear? You know, tell him to, to go out there and get a big pop, or you know, whenever he says a little stage, so to speak. What do you What do you think about that? Hey, hey, pal, tell everybody this is the XFL. Damn it! Uh, yeah, I, you know what? It probably he probably was given that line by somebody, but who cares? He delivered. He, it he had a, I was going to say he had a great delivery. He was very uh, confident about that. Oh, it was great. It's and it's one of the most iconic, uh, really, interviews any of those players in the XFL ever gave. And honestly, if Jeff Brom wouldn't have gotten demolished that week before and would have been healthy throughout the whole season, 
we might be talking about the Orlando Rage as the only XFL champions ever and not the LA Extreme because Orlando went on to lose in the first round of those playoffs, but they had the best record all season long. They did have the best record, and they, you know, they won every game except for, you know, uh, as I said, week seven, whenever he went down with that uh, career-ending shoulder in- injury. So uh, that that was it for, you know, unfortunately for his <clears throat> his XFL season and his XFL career, and I believe his playing career uh, as well, because after that he went to, uh, you know, coaching positions. Uh, different colleges, arena football leagues. Uh, until today, he is the current coach of the University of Purdue. Um, and he, he is, and he was, and he's highly coveted. He's a Big Ten coach already, but even bigger schools, SEC schools, other Big Ten schools, Pac-12 schools, are trying to lure him away from Purdue. And Jeff Brom is one of the top-notch coaches in all of college football now. Yeah, I, I know he is. I mean, the players believe in him. Uh, that's one thing, and he believes in the players. And I do have to talk about let's play football. You know, the, the, that line that was uttered in that promo, uh, you know, if you go to his Twitter, the pinned tweet is that let's play football promo. Uh, hashtag let's play football. This is something that Purdue Athletics even seems to be uh, adopting, you know, so... Uh, something that happened in a supposed league that doesn't matter that nobody watched is you know front and center at a Big Ten uh, at a Big Ten college. A surging Big Ten college that is uh, getting better and better with Jeff Brom in charge. And I mean, you saw it back then. Oh, this guy is a football lifer. This guy is a guy that I want to go play with. And now he's going out there recruiting Big Ten players. He is an absolute XFL legend. Jeff Brom, Orlando Rage quarterback. And I just want to read you uh, one last quote. This was from a fairly recent interview, actually, uh, talking about the XFL. He's saying, now that you're playing, I'm not going to lie. I played a lot of football. Probably the most fun I had playing the game. It was an enjoyable year. You were encouraged to have personality. There were cameras on the field. There were cameras in the locker room. It was very media friendly. That was the purpose of it. And you know what? I think the NFL and college football have taken a few things and lessons from that that they've learned that have been beneficial. So, I mean, maybe it was, you know, the most fun time for him because he started every game, like I said, in the NFL, didn't start uh, didn't start one game, got in for eight NFL games. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, that was the very first XFL legend segment, more to come. That is Jeff Braun, the Orlando Rage. That was well done, Jake. Good good stuff there. Uh, looking forward to the uh, next legend we feature, but I think that was a perfect guy to start on. Jeff Brom is, because uh, he's current right now. He is uh, making waves in the football yeah, still, world. Yeah, still in speak. the news, still active. And really one of the uh, best mantras and best quotes to come from the XFL, and we know there are a litany of those. Uh, and also he's one of those, he's one of the very last issues. What do you call him? The kind of player that Jeff Brom was? I always talk about him as a you know a grab pap player. You know guys that people's grab pap talk about. They you know they were getting hurt. They're out there wearing a cast, but they're still down there in the three point stance. You know pe- players that people like to romanticize about. 
Yeah, a gra- so you call him a grandpap player? <laughs> that, that's what I call him. I, I like that. Not that he he is a grandpap, or he was. Uh, well, he might, he might be. He might be. I, I, I don't know. Back then, who knows? But, you know, he's just one of those guys, you're right, uh, that refuses to, to come out of the game. Today, though, at least in the NFL, uh, he definitely would not be have been back out on the field uh, the next week after that hit. But uh, that's probably for the best, but also – you don't get legends that way. You don't get legends uh, when you really focus on the safety more than letting a player go out there and risk himself. But uh, I guess we're better than that these days. I don't know if I want to be better than that, Jake, but I think the XFL probably will not allow that uh, when it comes back in 2020. I don't think we'll see another Jeff Brom ever. That's why he's a legend. Yeah. Um, We'll have to see. A lot can be said about that. You know, a, a lot of, I guess it's the political thing to say, you know, oh, we're, you know, the, the fans are concerned about player safety or do the fans really just want to see somebody get really hit really hard and hope that it happens more to the other team than to your team. Something we're going to discuss down the line. Yeah, that's uh, usually the case, I think. But you're definitely a topic we'll, we're not afraid to broach here on the xfl show and uh that comes to the conclusion of this week's episode jake no vince uh no problem but we can't wait to have him back we'll have the full team back next week we're hoping uh anything left to say jake before we head out of here um hoping for you know some more news from the xfl this next (laughs) week we'll have to see (laughs) even if there's nothing official from them uh we'll dig stuff up for you guys because we are on the road to 2020 there's always something to talk about when it comes to the xfl for jake i'm alan please follow us on social media at xfl show on facebook instagram and of course twitter we are active there constantly as we get set for xfl 2020 the website of course is this is the xfl show dot com this has been episode three this has been the debut of our legend series can't wait for the next one this has been the xfl show and remember let them know what you want to see in the xfl because they're listening <laughs>